0: Everyone knows how to play poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. This is Poker Action Line, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez.
1: And welcome once again to Poker Action Line. I'm Big Dave Lemon, along with my partner, Joe Rodriguez. Joe, the former uh, poker room manager and poker dealer and poker dealer instructor. Yeah, so, uh, Joe's the brains of this operation over <laughs> here as far as poker goes. That when is it comes to that poker is only, sure.
0: only, that.
1: But I'll lead him into a few exciting things that uh, will give you some uh, information and enjoyment, I believe, I uh, as we so. uh, go on the show tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. We are uh, moving into the month of April. My favorite month of March is just about over as we do the show here. So, uh, I kind of wound up my uh, sports month with going to uh, a Pan- the Florida Panthers game last night, so I had it wasn't hockey. wasn't a good one. No, they did not play well, uh, but uh, I went to a hockey game. I missed the tennis this year. I went to the golf at Doral. Uh, no spring training games this year, which is a little bit strange for me, But uh, and I also went to the, the South, uh, South Beach Wine and Food Festival, which... Uh, Certainly, uh, how was parking for that? How how
0: was parking for that? Thank God I avoided the beach. Parking wasn't
1: bad because I parked uh, in one of the uh, garages at Lincoln Road and walked down. And walked down. Okay, which is very smart.
0: That's a smart move.
1: I tell you what, the line to get in was incredibly long, though, and it was. You had to. Not that it wasn't beautiful. You're standing out on the beach and moving up toward the line, but it was. uh, I would say at least a quarter of a mile long.
0: Yeah, but you know, one thing I have found out by working at night or driving at night that this is there's a very beautiful view on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Anyway, uh we are always bragging about South Florida, not uh, always the greatest place in the world to live, but uh, in the month of March it certainly is uh, up there in the top 3.
0: Yeah, and the last 2 weeks it's been it's it's, it's been summer hot.
1: Yeah, ex- absolutely. It's uh, gotten pretty warm out there. Uh I did want to update a couple of things that I didn't have the information for last week and that's a couple of results uh our tournament over at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, the Tyler's Team Charity Poker Classic, uh, which is now uh, about a week and a half uh, uh, back in the past, uh, was won by uh, Scott Cadmus. And I, I didn't have that information last week. I didn't stick around for the very end. But uh, uh, one of the ladies I played with uh, that was right on my left uh, and uh, took some nice pots for me actually finished second. Uh, that was Aaron Coley of Lake Worth. Uh, Scott Cadmus, the winner. Jackie Stone finished ninth, uh, so two women in the, in the
0: uh, Very nice. final
1: table. And she won the tournament last year. She's from Port St. Lucie. So uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, they raised a lot of money. So uh, we certainly uh, enjoyed that. They gave away a buy-in to the World Series of Poker Circuit, which will uh, be around August or September this year. Uh, trophy and cash prizes, of course, to the first to the winner. And... Uh, I had a bounty on my head that uh, someone collected.
0: Somebody got, huh? Yeah,
1: trip to uh, Outback Steakhouse, and also uh, uh, to the local racetrack here up in Palm Beach County, uh, Palm Beach International Raceways. So uh, certainly we had a lot of fun. Uh, A couple of ex-Dolphin players there, including Bob Brudzinski, and uh, had a fun meeting a lot of people, including a radio host that we uh, may have on the show here. Is a pretty good poker player, Um, Rick Sassone uh, is his name, and. We may end up being on his show one night, and uh, he will certainly uh, be happy to come on ours. So we're looking forward to that. Also, uh, I wanted to mention uh, the winner of uh, uh, the Battles at the Beach, which was last week. The winner was John Dollinger of Gulf Breeze. So we uh, certainly congratulate him. He earned $181,000. Pretty nice turnout of some good players in South Florida. They had uh, 516 entrants. It was a $1,500 buy-in and uh, Raminder Singh of Delray Beach was second, Edward Mandel of Hollywood was third, and David Hickson of Hollywood was
0: fourth. So, uh nice, a lot of locals.
1: Yeah, uh certainly uh big name players uh, from town here and maybe a few from out of town. Uh I saw Ari Engel playing there who uh, is really off to a great start this year and uh Picked up another uh, final table out in uh, Los Angeles at the World Series of Poker Circuit. Uh, he's all... This guy is... <laughs> I mean, I, he's playing every week somewhere, it seems like. So he's... Well, when that uh, bug bites you and you're
0: running good, too, he's obviously running good if he's making final tables. That that kind of makes you want to play a little bit more poker.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on here. Gulfstream Park uh, is in their uh, big Florida Derby week, so a lot of... Uh, action out there different things uh set up they had a uh a golf tournament yesterday and they have a poker tournament tonight now by the time we post the show it's it's going to be underway so it's not a, t- a true promotion for that event it starts at six thirty on wednesday the uh march 30th so um their annual charity poker tournament a lot of the jockeys play in some of that which if you're a horse racing fan it's kind of cool to meet some of those guys and uh they limited to 100 players uh, the buy in is one fifty with a guaranteed ten thousand dollar payout uh, if you happen to listen to the show and you live close by uh if you hear it right after it's posted, you may be able to get over and still get in so uh check that out but uh, they had a lot of uh, uh great events, including charity events throughout the week, including uh, uh a jockeys uh permanently uh disabled jockeys fundraiser that group uh, has a lot of uh, fundraisers I talked about one a couple of weeks ago, and so they'll have some uh Interesting uh, fun with some of the people there. I certainly uh, uh, enjoy horse racing. I don't know if I'll go on Saturday because uh, it is just absolutely slammed there.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I'm not
1: a big crowd person, so yeah. you won't find me at uh, Walt Disney World in the summer nope. and uh, places like that. So We'll see what happens, but uh, we'll certainly have some fun. Uh, a lot of news out there in the poker world as usual. We'll go over some of the upcoming events. Uh, one of the uh, pieces that I want to... Maybe try to get the author on from Poker News. His name is uh, Mo Nuara. Is writing a ten-piece uh, series of articles on uh, how to prepare for the World Series of Poker. Very interesting stuff. I think
0: uh, uh, I think uh,
1: it's worth checking out. Didn't
0: Bernard Lee do something like well, that? Well, he did something like that Cinema? a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he
1: did and uh kind of even did a diary one year of of what happened with he when he went fairly deep in the main event but uh three of the first three out of ten articles are posted on poker news so uh i we may talk a little bit about some of this stuff later, but the first one is called Planning what to play," which is a great advice because it kind of goes down the schedule a little bit, talks about where certain tournaments are grouped uh how you may want to go in and plan what you're going to play based on where uh, what other people are playing at the same time if you want. A softer field without some of the top names, you might want to go in against a tournament that overlaps with one of the,
0: uh, the, bigger the big $10,000 yeah.
1: buy-in events. Uh, no question about that. Uh, also, uh, you know, there's certain portions of the series. Not everybody can go out there and spend the entire seven weeks. Exactly. So you got to pick and choose when you're going to go. You need to look at the schedule and find out what's there. He kind of suggests, well, obviously... Uh, people are going to be slam-packed for the Colossus and the Millionaire Maker and the Monster Stack, three huge tournaments. But uh, some of the smaller ones, especially uh, some of the mixed games, has a little stretch there, Uh, June 5th, 6th, and 7th, where there's a dealer's choice event, $1,500 dealer's choice event, certainly affordable for a lot of people. Uh, And also uh, there's a horse tournament and a deuce 7 lowball all within three days. So if you like those uh, different games outside of uh, Texas Hold'em, Certainly might want to go out there and go through that uh, as usual there's some cheaper tournaments that uh, some people look for obviously the cheapest one is the Colossus uh, 565, 565 right. there's also a tournament this year called Crazy eights which is an eight hundred eighty eight dollar buy-in uh, with nearly a million dollars guaranteed for first place and uh, it's surrounded by a thousand dollar turbo event with thirty minute levels. And uh, a standard fifteen hundred dollar event, right? It's all right around the, right before the main event, the first week of July. So uh, that's the first article. The second one is interesting uh, for the people that go out there and uh, maybe don't have a tremendous amount of money, but are pretty good players. So they may want to try to get in, take advantage of a lot of the satellites. There are satellites both online and live, and that's the name of that article: taking advantage of those satellites. So uh, good article there, information. <coughs> And the third one is Coming Prepared, which has a few tips for people. And one of the most interesting, I thought, was uh, something if you're going out there for the first time, you may not realize. And that is uh, the temperature of the poker room, which is extremely cold. cold. Yes. Uh, uh, Donnie Peters, who's one of the uh, best-known writers around the game, uh, said there's cold and then there's the Amazon room at the WSOP. Uh, Another guy said... uh, we need to get it for the thermometer. We may be setting some new records here in the Amazon room. So uh, kind of interesting and uh, different tips about maybe what you should bring to the table. You know, uh, he does, certainly doesn't ch- uh, suggest a lot of stuff about music and headphones and that sort of thing. But he said if you do, you know, you should bring your extra batteries or make sure you have your charging cords and things like that. Uh, also, what kind of snacks and drinks and stuff you should bring to the table. They do have water. Uh, coolers around so if you bring a bottle you don't need to have it always filled yourself you can do that out there and uh it'll save you from buying two dollar and fifty cent water bottles you know
0: is that what they were selling for i thought
1: thought they get away for free but i I think a banana is uh, two (laughs) dollars
0: and fifty cents
1: but certainly you know uh i think it's pretty standard in poker rooms that a lot of times the water is free and you uh you just tip the girl at the table, you tip her dollar, and, you know, so
0: Well, that's pretty much what the going around. What I there, like I on say. that first article is him prepared and choosing the tournaments that you're going to br- bring in, and he didn't even address, because of the large number of people out there, the registration you know, we yeah. heard the nightmares that it was for registration. You were there last year, so I'm sure you saw the line. Well, lines. we
1: had some good tips last year on maybe, like, signing up at the windows, which are open 24 Four hours. hours, so exactly. you have to go at 2 in the morning and sign up for an event. You know, that's the next day or the next couple of days. Uh, you know, certainly if you're you're on a different time schedule, if you're coming from the east, so 2 o'clock really is... Uh, Is is maybe not maybe not the best, but uh, certainly uh, you know you. you, uh,
0: But you know what? It's you. I think it'd be a great idea if you signed up for that because I'm sure you can sign up for any of the events at any time once their windows are open. Is to make sure you're registered a a good day before so you can get some rest because if you're registering for an event at two in the morning, I can only imagine the adrenaline flowing through your body for the excitement of playing in one of the World Series events. Well, not
1: only that, but uh, words coming out uh, on comments made on uh, Twitter uh, by Joe McKeon on his social media account uh, regarding the earlier start times this year, which uh, is one of the adjustments that a lot of the tournaments that started at noon last year are going to be starting at 11 a.m., So that wouldn't seem to be too tough to make, uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, maybe if you're on the West Coast, maybe uh, you're used to staying up a little bit later. Of course, there's a lot of nightlife out in Vegas. But he was very angry, and he blamed it on the media. Uh, He said, actually, that uh, poker players have been crapped on because of the media ever since I started playing live poker. He said he thought the 11 a.m. start times were a joke. And uh, you know, the fact that the media has any say or impact on the players and how the tournament is run is a joke. He said they have nothing to do with how the tournament's play, they just report it, and ninety percent of them clearly don't even try. But the players have been getting crapped on because of media ever since I started playing live poker, so I guess it's not a surprise.
0: Well,
1: you know, of course he has his right to his opinion and exactly. of course it, it does carry some weight since he won the tournament last year. But uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of thought put into that. In fact, Daniel... You're talking an
0: hour before. I understand right. an hour is important, Dave, but, you know, people also have to realize that with, with social media, with ESPN, you know, starting to broadcast these these things, you know, whatever, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, right? that's what helped along with Moneymaker, you know, for... for for the growth that we have in poker today and for those fields that allowed him to make $8 million in change last year. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, he even went so far as to say he felt that poker players are slaves.
0: Okay, well, well,
1: (laughs) listen. You know, I don't know.
0: A lot of them are in the sense that they enslave themselves because they want to play poker that much. Yeah. But, you know, whose fault is that? Uh,
1: the official comment from the World Series of Poker was that uh, the earlier start time has no negative effect on participation levels. He said last year there were seven events out of 68 that began at 10 a.m., and those events accounted for 35.4% of all entries for the summer. Uh, you know, those, of course, were the bigger tournaments, obviously, the where they had to get a lot of people in and go to a second uh flight later in the day, so they had to start at 10 a.m., but they said, you know, when people have to do it, they'll do it, you know. Uh, Negrano commented on on the uh, tirade of McKeon, saying, uh, I I could tell you with absolute certainty the media has nothing to do with it. Uh, What do you claim to know that I don't? I was involved internally, and I'm telling you, media had nothing at all to do with it. And... uh, you know well, it's, it's better kind of
0: better to blame the media than the uh than the 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 house that's running the tournament yeah. you know well
1: uh you would think that he would uh maybe put a little more thought into it since he is kind of a spokesman uh de facto spokesman for oh, the oh, tournament after winning last yep. year uh obviously he just uh you know popped off right away and and we'll see what the response is after people react to it so i'm not sure
0: well, Daniel already reacted to it. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh,
1: also, the story came out about uh, overall the uh, poker revenue in Nevada. And I found this to be kind of interesting. Uh, they raked in nearly $9 million in the month of February, okay. which was up 5.44% from the month uh, same month a year ago. Uh, let's see. Uh, poker, it's down from January, which was 9.5 million. And uh, the interesting thing was uh, we'll have you guess how many tables are in the state of Nevada. Or not tables, uh, well, tables too, yeah. but poker. How many poker rooms?
0: How many po- in the whole state of Nevada? Yeah,
1: I would say Florida has, I was thinking about it, maybe between 20 and 25 would be my guess statewide
0: statewide yeah Yeah. about that i think that's about a fair number 20 to 25 somewhere in between there right right?
1: now of course there's laughlin there's reno and there's other places that have rooms but what would you think is the number
0: well my guess would be in the whole state of florida i mean in the whole state of nevada somewhere around 40 no 71 Poker rooms. 71 poker rooms. All right.
1: Which I which was news to me. I d- well, had never really thought about it. Lot. Obviously, you got a lot of small rooms, opening and closing rooms that uh, you know, are in uh, yeah, that hotels. Are
0: four or five tables, you know, that are but they're definitely not generating the, the lion's share of that $9 million.
1: And in those 71 poker rooms, 660 tables. So that's Less averaging about, ta- about eight tables eight, in a, room. Yeah, so, a so you're talking eight, about the real tables. little ones, it's just a handful of tables. And then I don't think they're counting the... Uh, you know, 475 or whatever it is for uh, the World Series poker. No, because, because those that's not open all the time.
0: Right, you know? and those are in ballrooms and everything exactly, else. So exactly. they're not running live games on those tournament tables. Yeah. So um, they raked in,
1: uh, those poker rooms in Nevada raked in over 118 million last year in 2015, which was a slight decline, 1.57 uh, from the year before. Uh, Actually, down the last two years, 118 million last year. 1 Let's see, 119.9, so 120 in 2014 and 124 in 2013. So, as poker continues to uh, proliferate around the around the country,
0: uh, we're seeing a little bit less uh, play, but not not by much.
1: Still very popular.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, five percent is five percent, but you, know, you you are talking a very large number that they are producing uh, in revenue there for the whole state, and um, you know, it could it could also be because there's so many tournaments that a lot of their locals are traveling other places. And remember, California is like a four-hour ride <laughs> from there, and they've got which got which has huge rooms with bikes, lots of vehicles. Exactly, and you know, it, poker revenue is generated in Nevada by two different things. Obviously, the tourists. And the locals who grind it out there, you know, and if you're not getting enough tourists where you've got what they, you know, what they call dead money, obviously, on the table or they be- perceive it to be dead money, they're going to go somewhere else. Right. And, you know, I think that's probably the reason for that decline.
1: Yeah, and, you know, so. I
0: don't, you know, the, I don't think poker's waning in its popularity, um, you know, because the tournaments are staying pretty steady. I mean, what, last year's main event? brought in what an additional couple of hundred from the year before something like uh, it that? was up a little bit yeah you know, uh, it wasn't a whole lot but still it's a couple of hundred people so you know i i don't know what they want to read into that if they're they're looking into that and and being worried about it i don't i don't think that's that's an issue if you saw a 10 50 drop then 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 there's something something needs to be changed right exactly well, uh, we've always talked on the show
1: about uh, getting other states online for online poker. Uh, and uh, the two states we've been talking a lot about are California and Pennsylvania. Uh, kind of stalling out a little bit. And they've been really surpassed as far as something may happen a lot sooner in the state of New York, which uh, has a uh, online poker legislation bill on the table in their uh, legislature, and also it's included in part of a budget deal. So um, it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, people at one time really looked down on and felt like, uh, you know, it was illicit activity, uh, is kind of interesting. And along those lines, they had mentioned uh, that... uh, MMA is going to be legal in New York now. They are the last state in the country to authorize yep. uh, mixed martial arts uh, fighting.
0: Yeah, I, I saw Dana White say <laughs> that they're going to be scheduling something for Madison Square Garden, hopefully in the summer. Or but or uh, that's before. something
1: that they always ran yeah. away from, and now they're uh, finally considering it. Also, uh, they're considering these uh, Daily Fantasy League uh, legislations, which, uh, which, uh, while it's not uh, going to be, they're not going to take money from New York, the FanDuel. and uh, and uh, DraftKings are not going to take New York money now. They made it reach an agreement uh, until September, which is when this legislation is going to come up. So um, it's not really considered illegal, but they've reached an agreement with the uh, Department of Justice in New York to uh, take it off the table. And uh, that's going to have a big effect on what happens here now. New York has also added a lot of brick-and-mortar casinos around the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also talk that uh, New Jersey may open up uh, casinos to places outside of Atlantic City, which would certainly... Consider uh, considerably drop the uh, revenue for uh, Atlantic City, I mean the New York State, you know, and the, the, the casinos
0: there. Yeah, if they uh, start if putting them up in Sea caucus or something yeah, like that I mean, right across the tunnel. A lot bridge. of people don't realize
1: that New Jersey is basically a suburb of New York City. So uh, in a lot of regions there.
0: Yeah, know, so like, like, like where I grew
1: up, it, it felt
0: like a suburb of New how York. How far City? is the
1: trip from uh, Manhattan to Atlantic City?
0: To Atlantic City, it's, it's a, for me, it was couple two hundred? hours, and I live just outside the Lincoln Tunnel on the Jersey side. Okay. So, so 120 miles from where I live. So, so from the city, hours, so you're a talking about 125 miles okay. anywhere from the city.
1: Okay. So it definitely it needs to be a plan, and it's a kind of a schlep. So uh, if they do put some casinos right across the river, all of a sudden, you know, that takes revenue away from the state. So New York is basically trying to move forward and get something done. Uh, they, they're going to have an online uh, poker hearing coming up pretty soon. And, uh, certainly, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, but a lot of stuff happening in that area as opposed to out in California, which is stalled out by the arguments between the Indians and the paramutuals in the, in the card rooms out there.
0: Yeah. That's just like here in Florida. They just can't seem to get together.
1: They're saying that a a New York online poker market could be worth more than 120 million in the first 12 months after the launch so certainly a lot of money worth it uh you know it's it, i think back to all the arguments in florida over the years about whether they needed casino whether they could have casinos uh you know i was uh i was listening to an old neil rogers uh show from 1982 uh years ago and uh where he talked about how if they ever put casinos in florida it would just blow atlantic city away and it would be it would be huge for this area and obviously it you know he wasn't really even around to see much of that uh but uh, 25 years later but uh 35 uh,
0: Flo- years later let me, tell you, let me later. tell you something dave because i went to the new york school of gambling in 1980 mm-hmm. okay and i was there through the first few months of 81 in school and i'm telling you right now neil was n- not only you know neil was right on the money if florida you know gets casinos, and we know that the majority of them are going to be here in South Florida between, you know, Miami-Dade and Broward and West Palm Beach, and the West Coast with Tampa and areas like that, let me tell you, not only would it impact Atlantic City, it would impact the Bahamas greatly, it would impact Louisiana, it would impact people wanting to go to Vegas, I mean, it would have a huge impact on the whole country as far as where where casinos are located where else would you want to come and i've said this before i know disney is the biggest opponent of casinos here in the state of florida Mm -hmm. but think about it you know people bring their families to vegas you know they they bring them to atlantic city you have the boardwalk and the beach it's pretty nasty because i was there a lot but you know you bring them here people big gamblers who have family have young kids and you're Three hour drive or, or a forty five minute plane ride from Orlando you know, they 'll be shipping them out to Orlando, the family so they can stay here and gamble. We got the best beaches, you know the best water here right. i 'm telling you the impact would be huge, and the amount of revenue that I believe they will produce. Is 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 beyond what they're thinking right now. I, yeah. I believe.
1: Well, I just uh, it just made me think because uh, finally, when slots finally were brought to the Paramutuals it was 2007. Was was it? So it took 25 years after that show that to me back then made so much sense. Uh, you know, you think about some of the people that fought that all these years. Obviously, you got Disney that that you know, wants to protect their business. Right. Uh you don't want everybody going to South Florida. You got people that uh you know, whined about drugs and prostitution and crime and everything that that was already here anyway, but uh you know they said it would make things worse. Well now here we are eight years in past when we first started having casinos and none of that came came around.
0: Same you know, listen, they said the exact same thing in most places where they put it up, Dave. I've been hearing this since I was in my early twenties you know the the opponents of casinos that everything is going to you know the 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 world is going to come to an end and everything's going to go to crap because of casinos and you just don't see that you may not have gotten all the benefits that the casinos has said they would provide to all the states but it has provided hundreds and thousands of jobs for people it has brought some money into certain of some of the communities you know into the state coffers you know it produces money, and you're not going to stop it, Dave. It's like anything else. If people want to do it, they're going to do it. And, right, and exactly. it's best that it, if it's done legally. and With regulations. With regulations. Keeping children out. Exactly. You know, and I think I do, I'm grateful here in the state of Florida that they finally saw that. Right. And the revenue that's being produced by these machines. They're, they're, they're getting a ton of money. Forget about the pack with the Seminoles. They're getting a lot of money because right now they're getting 35% of of the casino revenue. Okay, and slot machines, you know, and you've got rooms we're looking at the numbers today that right. you printed out right. by coincidence, right that's a lot of money yeah. I mean you know there's some rooms that are producing you know three hundred thousand dollars a day in revenue from the machines that that's you know a hundred and five thousand for them that they're that they're getting from from, from just one right. particular place on a daily basis
1: well, I know that uh you know. I'm not above realizing that there is a downside in some aspects. Yes, Uh, there is. But that's what this country is all about, is let people make their own decisions. And some people will make poor decisions. Uh, There was a lot of talk that people would ruin their lives financially and that sort of thing. And there are people who out there do that and run into problems. But
0: they're already doing it because if they've got gambling problems, they have found other venues where they're going to
1: gamble. Well, what do you think about uh, the people that said, uh, you know, Uh, People are going to come in from out of state here in Florida and take the money of all the locals here at the poker tables. You know, here we are now since 2011 uh, with the handcuffs taken off poker and some of the prices, uh, you know, going up as far as buy-ins and that sort of thing. Uh, Has it ruined lifestyle here in South Florida?
0: Listen, like you said, I'm sure there's some people that unfortunately, you know, have had their lives ruined from it. But... From so many years in this business and being a gambler myself for so many years, gamblers are going to find a way to gamble, like I just said before. They're going to find a way to gamble. And guess what? Every new place that opens up poker, that's what's always happened for the first six months and one year. The action is still so good here that we've got people making the move permanently over here, either because they're, you know... The tourists that are coming down here want to sit down and play poker, much like they do in, in, in Las Vegas and stuff like that. You know, This is a destination place for people to come for vacation. You know, right. Casinos are not, Big Dave. So they're, they're going to be out there playing. Now, what has also happened, because we would not be producing the numbers that, that the state of Florida produces okay, in these poker rooms, if the locals hadn't themselves gotten a little bit better at playing the game. Because, you know, you can't consistently sustain losses at the table unless you've got an unlimited, you know, stream of money coming in, which most people don't. So the players, like what has to happen for it to consistently succeed, have got to improve. Right. Okay? Maybe they're not improving to the point where they're winning players, but to the point where they're not losing so much, and it's, and they're looking at that as entertainment dollars you know, instead of gambling dollars, all right? I'm going to go to the table for six, seven hours in the week because I like it. And in the past, I might have been losing six, seven, eight hundred dollars Now I'm down to only losing a 100 And on some weeks, I'm picking up a couple of hundred. Well, there you go. You know, you you keep getting, you know, you you stick your head through a hole and they keep hitting you with a stick. You know, sooner or later, you're not going to stick your head (laughs) through that hole anymore. You're going to figure another way to look on the other side of that wall. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, let's take our first break in the show. Lots of things to talk about tonight, as usual, and we'll get back to some of that when we come back. Uh, We do want to talk about Gulfstream Park, though. Uh, Really huge numbers they did last weekend. They had a big uh, Rainbow uh, Pick 6 giveaway, uh, and it brought in a ton of people. It was uh, really a big day for them out there. And they'll have another big day this weekend as the Florida Derby... uh, All kinds of steak races this Saturday, April the 2nd. So a huge day out at Gulfstream Park. We invite you to head out for one of the great days in South Florida. And check out the Poker Room as well because it's excellent. Uh, They have 20 live-action poker tables. They have tournaments every night at 7 p.m. It's right next to um, a big slot machine area. So uh, certainly... You and the wife uh, can certainly have a great time, bring a bunch of friends, and uh, really have a great time. They have over 800 uh, Vegas-style slot machines. And uh, one of the great uh, card rooms in the area with a great loyalty program. We check that out uh, over there. And uh, the more hours you play, the more uh, you can earn for toward different things in the year. There's high-hand payouts. Uh, Uh, a whole list of them. If you want all the information, give the poker room a call, 954-457-6336. 954-457-6336. If you want to eat out there as far as uh, maybe get a table in the Ten Palms uh, Buffet or up at Christine Lee's and and have a great place, you need to get your uh, reservations. A lot of those places may be booked already, but certainly uh, before you go, get something set up for yourself out there. You'll be glad you did. As far as the uh, horse racing goes, the stakes races, as I mentioned, are all this weekend. Uh, Actually, the winter meet goes on through the end of the month, end of April. But uh, this is really the last big day as far as stakes races go. The Florida Derby is the uh, last race of the day. Or uh, there might be one after that. I'm not sure. But uh, it's a million-dollar purse, a a mile and an eighth. And uh, the three-year-olds uh, preparing for the Kentucky Derby, usually the winner of this race. And there's two really good horses, uh, Nyquist and uh, uh, Mo Mayhem, I think is the other one, are the two uh, big horses in this one. But there's a lot of great horses, and, of course, the dress jockeys, the best trainers, and the best horses all compete in uh, this meet and especially this race. But uh, that's not the only big one in the day because some of the older horses will go in some huge stake races, the Honey Fox the Kentucky Park Oaks, the Appleton, the Pan American, the Orchid, the Skipaway, and the Sir Shackleton, all stakes races on Saturday. So you got eight stakes races, you got a full day at the track, and you got uh, great places to go after you get done if you want to go for dinner out in the village of Gulfstream Park. So check it out. Uh, big weekend. Give them a call over there if you want information about poker. Once again, that number, 954 457 6336. If you're just in town and you're not not sure where it is, very easy to get to on Federal Highway and Hallandale Beach Boulevard in the south part of Broward County. It's Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: Hi, this is Big Dave. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Antigua and operated on the Internet as a state lottery by the government of the island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number will grant them entry into one of many online Texas Hold'em poker tables with a yet-to-be-determined chip stack. And like any lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips... The lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined towards a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Antigua, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipsantigua.com. We believe that when it goes live in July that there will be a heavy demand for this game most lottery players would much rather have some say... And the outcome of their lottery result and their odds of winning are greatly improved if they are able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us for the Play for Real game when it becomes available this year. I
0: want to make something of myself. I want to succeed. The National Guard recruiter helped me get where I wanted to go.
1: The Guard is providing me with paid training.
0: In the National Guard, I get money for college plus a steady paycheck. In the Guard, I train near my home.
1: I'm there for my family, my community, and my
0: country and i'm proud to be a member of the national guard call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the education and job skills you need in the national guard
1: watching poker on tv i've been doing that since i was in high school for me just playing the world series a couple years ago was the ultimate sort of affirmation of me like experiencing a dream in poker, you know, it was, man, I'm at the World Series, you know, I'm playing against these guys. This was what I watched on TV just four years ago or five years ago. So yeah, I mean, just being at the World Series and making a final table is, is a little a little piece of that dream, a little puzzle, a puzzle piece and what you hope to build as like your ultimate dream in poker. That's a good friend of ours, Chris Bolick, and I'm sure Chris will uh, have a big summer out there. And uh, I certainly hope so. He's I,
0: such a nice guy. He is
1: a good kid, and uh, I happened to walk in the other day at the uh, Battles of the Beach. Uh, they were down to about 40 players, and I saw Chris there at the table. And I turned and looked around, and I checked back, and he was gone. <laughs> he had just got knocked no. out. So uh, <clears throat> I'm sure he didn't bring him any good luck in that one. But uh, we'll have Chris back in the show, hopefully it, in 2016.
0: It's Talk. nice to see such a nice guy, and not only very classy.
1: You know, I, I didn't haven't really talked to him recently, but it seems to he seems to I don't want to say he's lost interest in playing, but I don't think he's been playing and traveling as much as he was before.
0: Well, you know, he did have those two very nice scores, and you know, maybe he's taken that money and invested it in something else. I mean. Poker life like, is like a girl, hard. Like a Dave. girlfriend, maybe. Might, might be, yeah. <laughs> that can always. But, but sometimes always you got to keep playing. You got to keep playing to make money to just to keep them happy. That, sometimes that can always
1: change their plans. No question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to mention the Global Poker League. It, it starts in about uh, six days, I guess, uh, April fifth, which is uh, next Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. So uh, as we go on the show next week, we'll probably have some stuff to talk about there. But uh, if you're wondering why I haven't really mentioned any of that. That's because there's been no news it's really crazy they still i still haven't
0: put how they the haven't put any kind of formats
1: be? or schedules or posted anything uh, there was something posted today about uh, The wild cards on four of the teams, uh, all four in the European division, the Paris Aviators, the Moscow Wolverines, the Rome Emperors, and the London Royals, all selected their two uh, wild card players. Any interesting names in that Well, the interesting thing is that all four teams, the captain of the team, named themselves as a wild card player. So uh, Liv Baurie will be uh, part of the uh, London team. Paris uh, will have Fabrice Soulier as one of their six players. Uh, Anatoly Filatov for Moscow
0: and Max Pescatori for Rome. Nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that.
1: But let me give you the other players that they named to the team. Uh, Paris added Alexander Luno. Don't know much about him. Uh, Moscow, Igor Yaroshevsky, who uh, obviously is one of the top players uh, in <coughs> Russia. Uh, London, uh added Sam Trickett. A uh, no-brainer yeah, there, no certainly the there. UK's <laughs> all-time money leaders in live play, and uh, maybe not such a great uh, pick here by Max Pescatori for the uh, Rome team. He selected Todd Brunson. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> One of our favorites, huh? <laughs> Who's a
1: good player, but uh, if they want him to be a PR guy, uh, you know they may be looking for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on what team. I'm sorry. What team? That's did they on make? the
1: Rome team, the on Rome, Rome team. Emperors. <laughs> so that's it. That's that's the only news to be so released. We still have, uh, you know, uh, round uh, the first week of the season. I guess is April 5th. I don't know if that's going to be online games. They've talked a lot about there. There will be a lot of head-to-head play and also six uh, table now, uh, action. But we have nothing from the Berlin Bears or the Hong Kong Stars nor any of the U.S. teams. Now so I
0: wonder if you know. Have they said who they would be affiliated with if they go online? You know, what what, no. what, what company is going to run no. this? Because I can't believe they're going to try to come up with with now. Not that I know. Not, I mean, no,
1: I, I, it seems like maybe I did hear something mentioned—a smaller company. Uh, I don't think uh, that any of the major companies are going to want to spend a lot of time on this, uh, cutting into their play and spending a lot of their resources although it would be some nice uh, publicity
0: for sure. Without a doubt.
1: But, uh, you know, as far as uh, this other information, I think they're kind of missing
0: the boat in getting some of that out there earlier. Really? I mean, six days before you're, you're supposed to have your first whatever match, tournament, game, whatever you want to call it, and there really isn't any any uh, nothing out there. anything to build momentum towards it. You know, I mean, listen, I, I wasn't that thrilled, but, you know, the draft kind of got me excited. I like right. the teams, you know, how they've picked them. I've been curious to see what kind of format they're going to play in, you know, and and how they're going to schedule that, whether it's going to be, uh, you know, all eight teams in (laughs) and doing, you know, uh, like a tournament style with eight teams, or is it going to be teams against teams? They haven't come out with any of this for us to kind of really get excited about it.
1: Well, you can go on their site. You can uh, get all the information about the draft, which is now 34 days in the past. Uh, you can maybe uh, get some rundowns on some of the teams that uh, have been posted for a couple of weeks or so, but as far as any kind of schedule format, uh, any specifics on that stuff, uh, we have not heard it yet. So, all
0: right. And I'm assuming that all these people signed their their contract, right? Because it was a two-year contract that they would they had to sign to yes. to, to yes. participate, and that you know they're going to be held held to that. So I I don't understand it. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand why the other four teams haven't chosen their wild cards either. The other eight teams. Oh, it's, it's 12 total. Twelve. I'm sorry. I I'm, kept I'm thinking eight. I'm sorry. The other eight teams haven't chosen their, their, their uh, wild cards.
1: Right. So anyway, we'll keep you posted when we find out, but we don't have much for you, to be honest. I'm sorry to say. Uh another interesting thing one of our favorites on the show here Jason Mercier is uh, obviously uh on the uh New York team right. New York Rounders and we'll be hearing from Jason he's obviously been uh, promoting the uh return to New Jersey of uh, Poker Stars as well which is doing very well uh 170 cash game players an hour uh and uh, you know number one just like that the first week the first week so Uh, Not a surprise, but no, uh, it's not. uh, Well, I don't like to pry into people's lives too much. Uh, You know, Jason. It's pretty well known that his girlfriend is uh, Natasha Barber, who's from Tampa. She's. I have interviewed her for the show. Carried a taped interview, uh, maybe about six, eight months ago, with her. Very nice girl. Very pretty girl. And uh, they did a interview with uh, the girl from. Poker news. I think her name is Sarah. Uh, she just got married. It was Sarah Grant. Now I'm I'm not sure what her name is, but uh, and it's called In Bed with Jason Mercier and Natasha Barber, and a picture <laughs> of uh, Sarah in between the two of them. So uh I haven't watched the video yet. I'm waiting till uh
0: What a lucky guy Jason is, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to watch that video here in front of Joe, so uh you know I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting on that, but uh certainly will uh, enjoy that. She's a very good player and uh you know it must be a very interesting relationship. We don't want to pry too much, but uh, uh I I would think that there's a chance she could be named as a, a member of that team.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> so we may
1: see more of her. Anyway, uh, that's some of the news coming out about that. A uh, couple of tournament results from the circuit. Uh, there was back-to-back events at Harris and L.A., and both have come up with some very interesting results. Uh, Robert Kuhn was the winner, and I guess what's most interesting for that is he won the tournament uh, with a great call on a on a bluff. Uh, by the player he was going head-to-head with. Uh, the final hand, let me give it to you here. Uh, the fellow's name was uh, Svetkovic. Uh, first name was uh, Nenad. Nenad uh, Svetkovic. Okay. Uh, and they were uh, playing at the final table. And uh, Kune Min raised on the button to uh, 80,000. Uh, the other player called from the big blind. The flop was eight seven six rainbow. Uh, both players checked. The turn was a deuce uh, of clubs. So there's now two clubs on the board. Uh, Kuhn made the call. I'm sorry, Svetkovich led out with 90,000. Kuhn made the call and a queen landed on the river. Spades, queen of spades. So no flush out there on the board. Uh, Svetkovich, uh, checked, which, uh, you know, seems like maybe a normal play. Uh, Kuhn bets a hundred thousand, and Svetkovic check raised all in for nine oh five. So obviously, there's a straight so possible straight out there. That's a
0: betting pattern from the flop to the turn to the river. Right. So probably thought he had set it up. Uh, Kuhn was holding
1: ace-three of clubs. Or I'm not, sorry, I'm sorry, eight-three of clubs.
0: So he he had flop-top pair. He, he
1: had top, flop-top pair.
0: With no kicker at all. Uh,
1: <laughs> and Svetkevich, uh, since he was called for all-in, showed his cards. He was holding king-five. So Boom. he had the straight, working on the straight. Working on the open-ended straight, which he didn't get. Which he did not get. And uh, a great call there, obviously. Uh, and he wins the tournament uh, for 75, or I'm sorry, for uh uh, total prize money. Let's see. Svetkovich won seventy five. Uh, Kuhn won one hundred and twenty. I think I would have 000. had
0: to call there too. I mean, you know, you have three cards to hit that queen on I me. Mean, you didn't bet the. You didn't bet the scary flop. When you bet with that deuce, you're hoping your opponent had nothing, and and Kuhn probably put him on an open ended straight. Now he was worried whether he had a a nine queen or or a five queen there, but. That's a great call. That was the 1675 uh, uh, buy-in for the
1: main event. Ari Engel finished fourth there, so uh, I had uh, briefly referenced that earlier, but he's having a tremendous 2016. We'll have to get him on the show. Uh, Awesome player. Uh, Jared Jaffe also made the final table, uh, finished in eighth place. But uh, some bigger names out in Los Angeles uh, at the bike. Uh, they had their uh, circuit event, and uh, as it turned out, the winner, Antonio Esfandiari, oh. which you might be a little surprised at first glance that why is he playing in a circuit event? I mean, here's a guy that won 18 million dollars at the big one for one drop, and of course have won major tournaments on the WPT and others uh, over the years. So um, it would seem to be maybe just a little bit of a step down for him to play a circuit event but they had 756 entries he of course lives in Los Angeles so not a big surprise uh but the surprise to me really is uh who he defeated to win the title Jamie Gold Oh wow who we haven't heard from anything no, from in haven't. a long time he finishes second uh Esfandiari wins 226,000 gold gets 139 for second uh also a pretty good final table here too Barry Woods was third Ray Hansen fourth Bryn Kenny, sixth place. Uh, so, pretty good uh, group. Uh, Jack Deong uh, finished in ninth. Well, so you know,
0: you want to keep your competitive juices flowing there. So, Antonio, uh, listen, what was that? Uh, almost a quarter of a million for first place? Uh,
1: yeah, 226,000.
0: It's not hard to take. No, you know, no. You know, I mean, you know. And, you know, got to
1: sleep in his own bed probably and uh, <laughs> drive down to the tournament every day and uh, check it out. Uh The magician had a 11 to 1 chip
0: lead on gold when they reached head-to-head
1: play, so it kind of was a
0: foregone conclusion. Gold Uh, was probably going all in on almost every hand. Well, gold did
1: double up once and uh, started to come back a little bit, but the final hand of the tournament uh, uh, was Jamie Gold raising to 260k on the button, Uh, Esfandiari making the call. The flop was Ace of Spades, Five and Deuce of Clubs. Esfandiari checked. Gold uh, bet out 300k. Uh, Esfandiari check raised to 800k. So gold moved all in, and Esfandiari called. Uh, gold had Ace King, offsuit, and Esfandiari had Ace Deuce offsuit. Oh, he
0: flopped the two pairs. So, so
1: he flopped the two pair, and uh, eight eight, uh, and then there was a Deuce on the turn, so gave
0: him the full house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only chance was the case Ace being out there to tie. That right. was it for right. Gold.
1: So, uh, just kind of interesting, I thought, be, that uh, Jamie Gold was actually uh, back in action and Good. playing uh I remember he was
0: trying to get something up here in West Palm Beach with one of the ships or something. Yeah, and
1: that ship never ran, as far as I know, or maybe <laughs> for just a couple of days. Uh, there's a new one going up out there, but I, last I heard, there was no poker on there. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know why you would have a gambling boat in Palm Beach County going out on the water. I can't imagine that that would...
0: Because be you'd successful. have to. Well, you know, it's it's a good hour drive, right, from West Palm Beach down to the Hard Rock. To the Hard Rock, maybe. Okay. Not so far to the Isle. But the Isle wouldn't have uh, the they they well, the ship will the offer you craps, sure, roulette. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, and <clears throat> they can only succeed in areas where it's you're right on the cusp of whether you want to take that ride out there or not. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess uh, it's an attraction for tourists to go out in the ship on the ocean, uh, but to
0: me, it's—I'd uh,
1: rather run the other way.
0: Yeah, it's very inconvenient. I've, I've dealt on ships, and uh, only one was it comfortable to deal on. It was a big old ship, and you know, uh, those smaller ships, seas get rough. Let me tell you, you better—you better have your sea legs with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh anyway, um
1: you know, we'll see what's gonna happen here as far as big tournaments go. Tomorrow starts the Seminole Hard Rock uh series, uh which includes the uh WPT showdown event and the tournament of champions. That of course is later in the month, uh April fifteenth through the twentieth for the showdown and April 22nd through the 24th for the Tournament of Champions. A couple other big events, a a 10K buy-in and a 25K buy-in. So uh, the big names of the the game will be here in a couple of weeks, but it kicks off with the tournament tomorrow, uh, the first event, a smaller buy-in event that uh, kicks off with several opening days starting tomorrow, which is March 31st. Uh, I don't know when everybody's listening to the show, but, uh, of course, uh, you know, Keep an eye on what's going on over there because it's going to be a full month of great action, mostly locals probably for the first couple of events, and then uh, people will be heading in from all over the country and all over the world.
0: Yeah, they they just put on a first-class show all the time now. So. Yeah, absolutely. We used to love going and getting all excited, but it seems to be commonplace no, for them now. it is commonplace, place, and
1: that's, uh, that's maybe a drawback somewhat, but this is big time. I mean, uh, as many big events as they have over there, this is top of the line. And... Uh, you know, it's 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 great for us because we can go over there and uh, meet a lot of people, uh, yeah. renew some old friendships. Pe- and People don't realize
0: it's very close to our studios here. It so. is,
1: and uh, I'm really looking forward to being over there many days over the next month. So, we'll be reporting, we'll be tweeting. Uh, we invite you to vol- follow us on Twitter and and at PokerActionLine. And also uh, we'll try to post maybe some photos on Facebook and uh, do a few things there as well. So uh, check it out. Great month coming up for poker here in South Florida. Uh, As we head to the break, again, we want to tell you about our friends at Gulfstream Park having their big Florida Derby week with a lot of activities over there. Uh, It's located in the southern part of Broward County, just north of the Dade County line over there on Federal Highway, Hallandale Beach, in between 95 and the beaches, very easy to get to. Uh, got a lot of parking over there, and they're going to need it this weekend because it's going to be packed. Uh, of course, you will be getting your first look at uh, Pegasus Park, which is opening shortly. Uh, they still haven't opened it, open, did, huh? No. It, Man, well, last time I was there about a week ago, it was not open yet.
0: An an imposing horse they got yeah, there, exactly. Pegasus.
1: 110-foot bronze <laughs> statue uh, that actually is a building inside. You know, They're going to have some activities in there as well. So we don't, don't have a lot of information about that, but... Uh, it's a 110-foot steel and bronze st- structure, and it's going to be its own little park. I, it's kind of funny. Uh, on a much uh, more elaborate scale, it looks a little bit like a uh, miniature golf thing, one of those things <laughs> with area around it that uh, they could put in a couple of nice golf holes. Uh, anyway, the myth- mythological winged horse slaying the dragon. It pays homage to the sport of kings and the enduring legacy of Gulfstream Park and their owner, Frank Stronach. People will be stopping to take selfies, obviously, there, but there will be plenty of activities there soon. But that's going to be a nice part of the track. But uh, The Gulf Stream Park has been a part of South Florida since the late 1930s, and with the newest state-of-the-art rebuilding a few years ago, it's just one of the great places here in South Florida. It's the beautiful. village, The village outside is a great place for a lot of activities, including... Uh, all kinds of different great restaurants to eat, including the newest ones, Adina Wine Bar and Grill and Frankie's, and also uh, some of your old standbys, uh, favorite chain restaurants like C- Cantina Lareda, Laredo, uh, Brio's, all different kinds of things. I know Three Forks is there. They've got uh, great got pizza Texas place. Texas
0: de Brazil, right?
1: Teaste Brazil,
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, a lot of great stuff to choose from over there. Also some great stores as well. If uh, if you want to go shopping, you certainly can find a lot of different things there. The containers, containers Container Store, uh, Crate and bra- Barrel, and uh, many different things. A lot of uh, upper line of fashion places as
0: well. There's so much to do there outside of the casino and the horse racing. They have it a really Strike 10 is.
1: bowling alley that's like state-of-the-art, uh, modern uh, design, neon lighting, and uh, the great new stuff that they have at bowling alleys around the country and around the world. I uh, certainly invite you to check that out. And this is a great weekend because there will be a lot of excitement, a lot of people. I uh, invite you to get your reservations if you're going to go somewhere, but certainly check it out. As far as the Poker Room, uh have some great tournaments there, including they have a new Sunday night event uh, with a $100 buy-in that uh, is really a great event uh, with the deep stack uh, that you start out with. So good stuff over there at Gulfstream Park. Uh, check out uh, Michael May at night running the show, and, of course, Scott Poole runs the room and is there most time during the day, uh, say hello and tell them we sent you over there. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, a fun weekend is going to be had in the Poker Room at Gulfstream Park. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway. It's in Hallandale Beach. Give them a phone call, 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. They'll give you all the information. Welcome to your playground, Gulfstream Park.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: Hi, this is Big Dave. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Antigua and operated on the Internet as a state lottery by the government of the island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number will grant them entry into one of many online Texas Hold'em poker tables with a yet-to-be-determined chip stack. And like any lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like, However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined towards a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Antigua, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipsantigua.com. We believe that when it goes live in July that there will be a heavy demand for this game. As most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result and their odds of winning are greatly improved if they are able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us for the play for real game when it becomes
0: available this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com.
1: Final segment of the show, Big Dave and Joe, and our producer, Gio. Well, he's uh, doing a great job with us. Back uh, in the saddle. Back you. in the saddle after uh, <laughs> missing the next week. We did miss him, and uh, uh, another great job as usual. Thank you. Uh, even even when people report that I say things, it's <laughs> I can tell you it's definitely not true, or not the way we feel. So <laughs> <laughs> Anyway... Uh, uh, we will finish up the program here in a very short su- final segment. Uh, I was going to get into a little bit of strategy stuff, but I'll save it for next week. Uh, interesting hand that uh, Negronu talked about and uh, some of the way he looked at some of the other players at his table and how he figured them out very quickly. And I He's, think he's, he's, he's one of the at best that. at that, boys. He's, he's no already question.
0: proven that many times over. Uh,
1: something to look out for is, uh, as far as uh, radio goes, NPR, National Public Radio, uh, they're doing a whole series on uh, poker staking. So uh, if you have a, a local station that carries NPR or maybe you want to check it out on iTunes, uh pretty interesting story involving a guy who just uh, made a final table uh, on the uh, World Poker Tour uh, over the one, the tournament out in uh, Sacramento area. His name is Derek Walters. is part of the story. So uh, I find that to be very interesting. End of the game that we know very little about, really, unless you're a part of that uh also i did want to mention uh that uh anti-up magazine which i write for on a regular basis the new issue uh, coming out any day now if it's not already in some of the poker rooms uh, my story on uh, bill mason of the uh, Seminole hard rock and what's coming up there this month is uh, in this issue in the southern region where they carry my stories Uh, they are also running a contest that I did want to mention it was very successful last year it was called their most popular dealer contest and people can uh, uh, nominate their favorite dealers and so they are opening uh, the nominations for that you can go online and uh, put in an application for your favorite dealer or uh, have them do it themselves or uh, someone in their room Um, it's really a, a, a fun process and it gets a lot of great stories out about people who do a great job and are very entertaining and, and
0: competent at the tables. Yes. <laughs> I know. I've trained some of them, and I've seen some of them working for me that I didn't train. Uh,
1: they're taking applications now through May 23rd, so check them out at AnnieUpMagazine.com mpd MPD, most popular dealer. Uh, and the staff of the magazine will uh, pick out the top 50 who will compete And readers from the magazine worldwide will be asked to vote on the top 50 contestants, and it will drop them to uh, the final five. And then there will be one final worldwide vote to determine the dealer who will win a Poker Cruise package for two for the November sailing this year. And prize packages, including a pair of Blue Shark Optics glasses, sunglasses. Very nice. So I did want to mention that. Uh, good friends of mine for many years, and uh, I've been writing for them for about, about three, I believe. And uh, they do a great job covering the world of poker. Annie Up is uh, the name of the magazine, and uh, check that out. Uh, the new issue should be hitting the poker rooms in the next day or so. Uh, that's going to about do it for the program. Uh Certainly, all kinds of stuff going on. We can't cover it all, but we try to give you a good feel about what's happening out there. We'd like to give you more on the Global Poker League. but
0: Hopefully, we'll have some nice information next Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, then. it'll be a day after they start, but hey... Better late than never, I guess. I guess they, in the business they call that a soft opening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you want a soft opening when, when, you're, well, yeah. when you've gotten as much publicity as they have.
1: What can you say? Also, check out that uh, great the series on uh, Poker News, Mo Nuara. If you're planning on going to the World Series this summer, some great information. They have just three of ten-part se- uh, uh, ten series posted right now. Uh, One, two, and three are up there. Great information, though. I'm going to try to get Mo on the show and uh, talk about it a little bit, and we'll see what happens. Uh, We're also keeping an eye on what's happening in uh, New York as they move forward on an online poker bill. And... uh you know, just some great stuff happening everywhere. Always something to talk about yeah, in this game.
0: The, 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 in we never rest in the world of poker here.
1: That's going to do it. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us once again. You can always pick us up on iTunes, and we we invite you to, to do a review of the show. Uh, certainly good stuff if you go on there and, and take care of it. Uh, yeah, give us a five-star, as uh, Geo says. Uh, they always say that when you, when you go to these places. They say, uh, you know... Make sure and fill it out. If you're not going to put five stars, though, or, uh, or excellent, don't bother. We so, don't want the bad stuff. Uh, also, you can pick us up on the Poker, Poker Fuse podcast page. Pick us up regularly on Hold'em Radio Network, hold'em, uh, poker.com And also pick us up on our website at Poker Action Line or just on iTunes. You can get it always there on a regular basis. That's going to do it. Joe, thank you. Gio, thank you. And we'll be with you next week, another edition of the program.